0: Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell.
2: Hello, welcome to Truth Transforms. It's good to be back with you and for us to have another great, powerful show. I'm the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wills is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We're in the midst of just having some conversations with, with some of my friends around topics of truth. Last week, I had such a great time with my guest that I, uh, on air, invited her back, and that's the Reverend Sherry James. How you doing there, Reverend Sherry James? Are you there?
3: Yes, I am. Yes, I am. excited to be here.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Definitely, definitely. And I believe we have a caller online. Let me make sure this is who I, I think it is, but let me clue her in. Hello? Is someone else on the line with us? Hello? Want to make sure? Hello? I thought it was somebody else in with us, but obviously not. Uh, I guess we need to check on that then, because I thought we were in. Uh, But anyway, so I don't want to stop things. So let me just say, first of all, that I had a great time talking with you about success and some things that you have going on. And I wanted to drill down a little bit more about, in particular, a series that you're doing at your at your uh, church um, yeah. uh, in in the Los Angeles area and called yeah. The Mental Equivalent, which I actually did a series on. And it's always good to get a, a, a different perspective on it. And yeah. I would like for a moment for you to do that. And I do believe we do have another uh, uh, quick guest that I want to bring on. If you can just give like maybe a one minute synopsis, let me bring the guest on and then we can talk about it a little bit more.
3: Sure, absolutely. So the way that we are approaching the mental equivalent uh, is from the theme of planning, the highest form of faith, that when you make a plan, inherent in the act of making a plan is the belief that this whatever I'm planning about could work out. And so one of the ways that you can say, do I have enough faith in something, is to begin to look at how deeply do I begin to plan for it. Because when I plan for it, I believe that it's coming. If you think about a mother that's or a family that's preparing for a baby, there's all the planning and preparation that goes into it. You know, maybe you are designing the room that the baby is going to sleep in. Um, You may even, you know, hire a, a painter or an artist to go in and to make a mural. You start putting together a shower so that you can collect the things that you need to take care of the baby in its first month. You load up on all those tampers and, uh, and other things that you need. You, you go out and you buy a bassinet, you buy a crib. But there is this deep level of preparation because something is coming. Now, one of the things that we say in New Thought is that you get what you expect. One of the ways to rev up expectation is to plan because as you're planning for the baby, as you are doing all the things to get ready for the baby, your expectation that the baby is coming is being revved up such that by the time you get to the birth, there is this, it's, it's almost as if the ex- level of expectation has reached a fever pitch. That technique you can use for anything that you can begin to plan for your wealth you can begin to plan for your health what is it going to be like when i'm in a pain free body and what am i going to do and maybe this is the trip that i'm going to take and i start researching it and what you're doing is you are you are putting your feet putting faith uh, on its feet and taking action, and so that 's what building the mental equivalent is about it 's about putting that plan together and and building excitement and enthusiasm inside of you and When you do that, you build up that expectancy and as we have taught, and you will hear any new thought teacher tell you, you don 't get what you want, you get what you expect
2: absolutely, absolutely i 'm going to bring the caller in, and we 're going to pick back up on that in a moment. Uh, I'm going to let's see here how do I get the person in okay let me hit this little button here hello is, is the caller on I'm on oh yes this is Reverend Alberta Ware right hi,
4: Sherry hi, yeah. hi how are you <laughs> I'm good how are you
3: I'm wonderful
2: so uh listeners uh, uh the Reverend Alberta Ware is one of the ministers and teachers and the, at Christ Universal Temple and in the mm-hmm. Universal Foundation for Better Living who has taught like almost everybody and you know in multiple, in multiple cities and she is the head of the Johnny Coleman Institute the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute and um, before I throw a few questions your way uh, Reverend Ware could you basically let people know about the Johnny Coleman Institute and if they're in the Chicagoland area how they can get connected to us?
4: The Johnny Coleman Institute is Institute of Training and Education that offers classes in a systematic way. They build on each other, and we offer anything you can think of. We do basic truths. We do Bible classes. We do uh, self-discovery, uh, basic uh, self-improvement classes. We even have yoga and a steppers class to participate in the classes, just call or come by the church and register. Registration is only $20 for for the classes. The classes run 12 weeks. We do collect a love offering in the class, and you will be amazed at all the growth and information you receive in each class, no matter which one you choose. Absolutely. The classes
2: start on January 28th, uh, and they go for 12 weeks. And I will tell anybody, anywhere, that the best decision I ever made in my life was to take a Johnny Coleman Institute class. Everything that I have learned and become in the midst of working my life, and you know, through the through the mountain highs and and some of the dips, I've been able to deal with, handle, and handle because I've been equipped by the principles taught to me in the Johnny Coleman Institute. I'm a student by heart. And, you know, I'm, you know, I love sermons. I love all the other stuff, but to be able to sit down with the book, with a teacher, with classmates, and to be able to work with the material, that's worth its weight in gold. Trust me when I tell you. And when you don't have uh, the understanding yet to create a demonstration, the demonstration you desire, having a teacher help you to help you get to that understanding is is almost like a cheat code in a video game. It, A teacher helps you uh, in your evolution. It helps speed it up if you're willing to follow the directions. One other thing I do want to me- mention about the Johnny Coleman Institute it is it does have a teacher training program. And you can also, you know, when you call the church, 773-568-2282, 773-568-2282, or the Johnny Coleman Institute directly, 773-568-1770. Mm-hmm. Seven seven three five six eight one seven seven zero. You can ask about the other programs because some of you all out there might say, "Hey, I live in the Chicago land area, and I like what's happening at Christ Universal Temple, and I might want to, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm being called to, to teach New Thought Christianity." it might be something you might want to investigate because Lord knows, I think the three people on this call will tell you, none of us had any concept about being a minister
4: as a kid. For real. (laughs) Amen. 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 Or Or as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) That was not on my list of things to do.
2: Yeah, It wasn't even on the radar for me, you know, so Lord knows. So, um, Riverware, uh, uh, You know, Reverend Sherry was talking about the mental equivalent, and I know that's a subject that you've taught many times over the years. So when you're talking about helping people get a mental equivalent, um, especially a beginner student, you know, somebody fresh off of, you know, the street, maybe coming out of fundamentalism, you know, how do you help them understand the basic principles about having, you know, you know, this clarity of thought and conviction of feeling that uh, Reverend Sherry was talking about that we call a mental equivalent?
4: Well, first I I get them to look at, let's see where you are right now and how are you viewing things right now, and how do you want them to be? What changes are you looking for? And then we take the steps to uh, move toward those changes. And it takes time. It takes patience. Uh, And I tell students to be patient with yourself. It's not going to happen overnight, but you have to do – some thought some self examination and and be honest with yourself, and then we sit down we start to make the plan that will help them move through the process
2: beautiful, beautiful beautiful so in the in the midst of working with new thought through the years, and i'm this is going to be a slight turn, but I want to ask both of you all so you all could take turns with with this particular subject um how how difficult is it to help people understand that they, have, that they are divine and that the spirit of God is within them? Because I find that sometimes the divinity of humanity is, is sometimes the toughest subject to teach, not because it's hard to teach, it's because people have a hard time accepting that little old me is the individualized expression of God. How do you work around helping people understand the, the, the divinity of humankind?
4: it one of the things I discovered uh early on in my teaching career here at c u t was that it depends on the religious background that the person has or what denomination that they come out of uh Some denominations are are harder to crack through because it's been so ingrained in them that they're a worm of the dust and they're this and they're that. And uh, it, it takes time. We found that in some cases um, we didn't break through. I'm being honest. We didn't break through. And the person left the program. Uh, we have had people come back to the program because they needed that space of uh, to, to to really let it soak in and, and, and re examine where they were. Uh, some denominations are very close to New Thought and so it's a little bit easier. But it's um it's it takes time to get through that, that I like to call it that crust of of uh of the negative Im- image of who they are. And some have been taught that it's that they're blaspheming if they say they are, you know, divine and and made in the image of God. All right, all right. Reverend Sherry?
3: Yeah, I I would jump on, really just ditto everything that she said. I, I find that in this teaching, especially as a teacher, that you're we can be enthusiastic about wanting to pass on this message of your innate divinity, but we really have to free people to be exactly where they are. And for many people, the leap to say that I am divine, that I am equal with God is a, is just, it, it, they can't even see it. Um, we've been very fortunate out in LA just because of the culture of LA. We, we, um, new age uh, and new thought. Are, um, are prevalent out here, so even if someone is not coming from, say, a fundamentalist background, they probably have dabbled in new age, and, and new age is not new thought, but just the exposure to those alternate um, teachings have brought us a group of people who tend to be more open. Uh, but when we do get someone who comes in and they come from a fundamentalist background, we always go back to the scriptures that we are a we're a bible-based teaching that we're not pulling this out of the air uh, out of our backside. and so what we let people know is look this is right here in the scripture you can go to genesis 1 26 and 27 let us make humankind in our image and after our likeness you can go to paul uh, uh hidden in you the 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 uh the uh, mystery of the ages christ which is your hope of glory you can go to psalm 5 8 uh what is man that uh you are mindful of him you made him a little lower than angels, but this evidence of our divinity is 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 replete throughout the scriptures and to recognize that that they've been there all along and then uh you know if we've, uh, we typically we find we you know, connect with people who have a strong Jesus background, and we remind them that Jesus said, "I came that you may have light, and have that more abundantly." And these things that I did, you're going to do greater. That that he that believes in the direction that I'm moving, that I did, that he will do the, the greater things. The other thing is just to help people see that they have a God concept. That's one of the things that we work on. We have a class that we everybody teaches in our organization basic truth principles just helping people get present to the fact that they have a god concept and that no one's concept of god is god and just being able to just pull back and say wait a minute i've got a paradigm that i'm working with and and i can choose whether or not i want to keep working with it and so that's one of the ways that we begin to uh help
2: people to think critically about their spirituality. All right. Right. I I, I agree with both of you all. And, you know, I think it's amazing that we actually penetrate uh, the paradigms that we do because some of it is so ingrained, not only in through religious study, but I also think in pop culture. and, And, you know, and one of the things that I tell people is you don't have to promote, excuse me, you don't have to demote yourself to promote Jesus. Jesus is awesome all by himself. You don't have to demote yourself. You don't have to devalue yourself. You don't have to lessen yourself just because uh, you follow a particular religious leader. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing that this is something that humankind does across the board. It doesn't make a difference who the leader is. We tend to project the divinity within us onto someone else because we can't accept it about ourselves, Reverend Ike has a, a statement when he says, "Man staggers at his own divinity," and I think that that is a real, true statement—a really true statement, mm-hmm. rather. And I think it's something that we have to be mindful of. Now, I don't know. I th- you, know you know,
3: can I can I say something else about that? Sure. Um, something else that 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 that, uh, that I, when I work with people is just to get them to get present to their non-physical self. And so I will take them through an exercise. Um, this is a Neville, ex- Neville Goddard exercise where you are physically located in one place, but that the, the, you have a, a psychic or spiritual body that can literally get up from where you are right now and go anywhere in the world. And just to get present to this inner self that is always with you, and, and even just the realization that I might be, right now I'm en route to work, I'm located in my car, but my spiritual self can actually get up out of this car as it's moving and travel anywhere. And so just to get present to my non-physical self, my non-physical essence, and to recognize that that is the real me. And then to realize that the mastery that, that all of the teachers have talked about from the ages is about sending your real spiritual self into the highest forms possible and, and getting people to, to, to realize that they have used their non-physical self to go into forms of worry, to go into forms of anxiety, to go into forms of, 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 you know, chaos and, and to recognize that right here in this moment that they can go into better forms. And and I'll give you a very practical example. So uh, I, I work with a company. We had a workshop last night, and the presenter, who's also the CEO of the company, wasn't happy and basically, you know, reamed everybody on the team. And now, what before I had this spiritual training, it would have been, feeling badly. It would have been a terrible night. I probably would have used it as an excuse to have a few cookies. But because I have mastery over myself, I recognize that all that has been given to me is simply energy. And I am a metaphysician. And as a metaphysician, I have the authority of spirit to transform that energy. And so instead of it becoming a bad night, it became my best night. And so as I went home, I I began to uh, uh, use song and music to transform that energy. And then when I got home and put my child in the bed, I sat down at the table and began to work on my goals and began to pour energy into my goals. And just to recognize that my non-physical self, I have control over it, and I don't have to go into the suggested forms that are given to me by the world, that I have that authority to shift that energy right in the moment that it's happening. I don't have to
2: yes, think Yes, anything. yes, yes. Uh, uh, Reverend Sherry, I did need to check because I think I have a caller coming in. I want you to pin that too because that's some good stuff. Could you just hold on for one moment? Sure. Hello, sure. is this a, a, a caller on uh, Horatio? Hello, hello? I had a caller on for sure and I don't know what's going on here. Let me see. Okay. So it's nothing happening here. So I'm going to eliminate that person and let them call back. All right. So go ahead, um, Reverend Sherry.
3: Yeah, that that's really it. Just, I want to, so again, these are very practical things that we walk people through is get present to your non-physical self, realize that where you send your non-physical self, you follow in the body. And so, I could have sent my non-physical self into anger, into frustration, into into why, you know, why would he do that? And I could have sent my non-physical self into, but no, I put on my Beyonce. I reminded myself that I'm a diva <laughs> and got home, sat down, and got to working on my goals, got to working on where I want to take me, not where I am right now. And so those are the things that we do in our classes at Up Church, and I know you do them as well, is just to help you get present to who you really are. And so those those exercises, when people begin to see that they have some authority in their experience, it, it, it opens them, even if they can't make the full leap to say, I am divine, they can at least say, I got a little bit more influence over myself than I thought I had.
2: All right. So, uh, Reverend Alberta Ware, when you are working with uh, people around some of the tougher concepts in New Thought, like, for instance, the 12 powers, some of the books we teach, like Smash Smashing Power of Mind, you know, those those aren't easy books to teach. And nothing Charles Fillmore teaches is easy, I, I would say, by the way. How do you help people make the leap from they already have basic principles? They already have the fundamentals, but now you want to help them advance to a new stage of growth. What is your personal process to help the student get from a basic uh, student to a person who is now really dealing with the mysteries of their own being?
4: Well, I go back to some of the old material that we had, and I take – I take the, the, if we start with faith, we know that Peter represents faith. And we have that image of the human figure where all the faculties are located, I, and I use that. And then we talk about faith as it is described in the Bible, as it is talked about in Lessons and Truths, and then we talk about faith as we use it as individuals. And And I talk about the fact that faith is a spiritual gift, and we can believe in anything, and when we do, we get anything. But when we exercise our gift of faith it takes it to a whole nother level and then i get them to share experiences where before they had not realized they were really using faith and when that opens that door then other doors get open and they get a little handle on the concept of faith, that that faith is a gift that God has given you that's already located inside of you, that you have all the faith that you will ever need. The idea is that now we've got to look at how we're going to work with faith so that it can be of more benefit in your conscious uh, phase of life, in your consciousness, in your awareness of what you're doing in your life and with your life.
2: Beautiful, beautiful. We, we only have about a little, about 2 minutes before we have to take the break.
3: Can I um, can I can I go ahead. jump in on that? cuz I, I love what she just said. Um the, this this actually came up in the in the sermon on 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 Sunday cuz we we're, we're doing the mental equivalent. And to that point with that you have everything that you need, one of the things for me, I'm I'm a little bit of a nerd and I like to geek out on God. And so one of the things that I have discovered is that that everything that god creates everything the same way meaning from a principle standpoint so in order to get an apple you got to get the seed out of an existing apple in order to get an orange you got to get the seed out of an existing orange like everything contains the thing itself and 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 so just getting people to like capture that principle that if you want a dog if you want a puppy you got to go to a dog if you want to Kitten, you got to go to a cat. If you want a, a, a cub, you got to go to a lion. Like just being able to say, okay, listen, this 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 principle repeats itself across all of creation. If you want a rose, you got to go to a rose. You you got to get the seeds for you know from a rose. And that principle is true because we're part of that creation. And so that I have found in my experience that just opening people's eyes to that idea. Opens them up to the idea that they also might contain what it is that they are meant to produce. The fruit that is meant to come through them. That, that the, the way that the spirit creates is unchanging. And, and, and so if the seed of the kitten is, the seed of the cat is in the cat, then the seed of who I am to be is in me. And then we begin to talk about what are the characteristics of that seed. Well, the the seed has faith. The seed has wisdom. The seed has power. The seed has imagination. The seed has understanding and will and order. And we begin to talk about the different facets of what exists inside of me. So, just a, a little bit of a different approach is, you know, we we are you know, looking at, at at innovative ways that we can begin to reach people uh, and reach this new generation that. Uh, um, might not always want to walk in our door, and yes. And well,
2: we're going to have to pause look, here for a second. we're about right. the, uh. well, like five seconds from break. <laughs> okay. right. So, like that, Sherry. Uh, we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
1: We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you will give your support so others may be inspired too. This online
0: radio network depends on the support of listeners like you to continue operating and
3: expand its outreach. Go to UnityOnlineRadio.org and click on Donate today.
0: Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Reverend Ogan Holder, speaking at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts, on Living an Abundant Life.
1: Examine your life whatever you may think is missing or lacking or you wish you had, realize that you are bearing false witness against your true self and speak words of abundance to it. Speak words of truth to it and to yourself and repeat them over and over again until you have brainwashed yourself into believing that you are divine. moment you begin to think and speak because if truly you are the embodiment of all that is this is the only thing we got to get into our thick skulls living the abundant life is not about what we have living the abundant life is realizing that we have it all
0: to find a unity church near you visit unity.org Daily Word has developed beautiful card decks to support your spiritual journey. One deck is about healing. Another is about finding peace in troubled times. And the family cards are two decks, one for parents and one that can be colored on for children, so families can talk about spiritual principles together. The card decks are available from Unity. Go to Unity.org, then click on Shop or call 1-800-24-UNITY Monday through Friday.
1: Find the truth within yourself that heals, reveals, guides, and transforms. Tune in to Rev. Galen McDowell every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms. Take a deep dive into the practical aspects of new thought teaching, starting with forgiveness, spiritual healing, prosperity, and more. Rev. McDowell welcomes some amazing guests, and topics can range from reincarnation to the Bible to science. Big plans to join the show here on UnityOnlineRadio.org.
0: Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555.
1: Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell.
2: Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm on... Uh, with, uh, two of my ministerial colleagues and friends, uh, the Reverend Sherry James or the Reverend Alberta Ware, uh, before we get back to working it, I want to make sure that if you all want to call in and ask questions, you can, you can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. It makes a difference. If you have questions, do you want them answered? This is the time to get it done. This is the time to get it done. I also want to remind you that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Uh, I'm, my request is that you like the page, that you give it a five-star rating, and write a positive review. This show is also on iTunes Podcast and Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, which is an Android app for podcasts. My request is if you're listening to this show on Stitcher or iTunes Podcast. That you go on to that, um, to those apps, and give it a five-star rating and write a positive review. When you do those things, it helps with the algorithms to get things going the way they need to go. So I just want to make sure that we do have an opportunity to make sure that those things happen. All right. So um, trying to make sure there's anything else. Oh, I- I've been telling you that I got some things coming down the pike. Trust me when I tell you, it's coming and it's gonna be awesome when I do it. I. I do think I do have a quick caller here, and then I want to make sure that we get back into it. Let me see here. Um, hello, is, is this a caller? Yeah, this is Stanley Robertson. Hi, Stanley, how you doing? This is just I'm, a C C U T love love fest. Uh, how you doing there, Stanley? Uh, I'm
5: doing good. Doing good.
2: Uh, introduce yourself, Stanley, so people know who you are.
5: Okay, I'm I'm uh, staying over at uh, Christ Universal Temple. Uh, I work as the uh, chief operating officer at the church. and Chief, in, um, chief I'm an financial
2: officer. officer. <laughs> I'm sorry, you say just that again? You gave yourself a promotion. <laughs> yeah, what did I say? I'm sorry. You said chief operating. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, chief
5: financial officer, CFO. Yeah, yeah. Go um, ahead, sir. Yeah, so I just have a question for you guys uh now there's a lot of young people today who are not going to church they're doing different things they may uh stay home watch church on uh on the internet they may listen to it on uh, on a downloaded app on their phone uh, or other sources so what when you're talking about your theology and the things that you guys uh that that um the belief system in the new thought community What happens if the person does not believe in that theology? Uh, Can they still have the abundant life? Can they still uh, receive all of the, uh, you know, live in prosperity the way that uh, is taught in
2: unity? Okay. Sure. So well, I let think,
3: me let man, me jump into this one first, if
2: you don't mind, Sheridan. Please uh, jump in. No. I think. <laughs> please just give me an opportunity, because <laughs> Stanley and I have these conversations all the time. It's one of the things we do, and one of the reasons why I love them so much. The, 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 the you, you know, God, divine mind, principle, et cetera, doesn't know religion. I think that's the Amen. first thing we just need to start off. To. Right. I, Amen. I, I think that's one of the conversations that we try to get across to people when we get them in our fundamental classes that, you know, there's no God that says, okay, you're a new thought versus you're a Baptist or agnostic or atheist. Principles work, just like water boils at 212 degrees for everybody. It doesn't make a difference if it's what we would call a despicable human being or a saint, and so on and so on. There are fundamental things that make life work. Well, uh, a person doesn't necessarily have to have uh, quote-unquote a religious background to be successful. The real question is, are they applying uh, the principle, whether they're aware of it or not? For instance, as uh, Reverend Sherry is teaching the mental equivalent, th- if they have a clarity of thought. They're very clear about their vision. They're very clear about what they want, what they want to achieve, why they want to achieve it, et cetera. And, they, and they have the conviction that it could be theirs. You know, they're, they're, they're solidified in their faith. They're solidified in their belief. And, f- and they have a deep feeling and knowing that it is theirs. They're working the principle. They're working the principle. So it's, it's, and so it's not dependent on, quote-unquote, church or theology. It's, it's really dealing with mind action. And when you're dealing with mind action, no matter who you are and what you do, you're still dealing with your own thoughts. You're still dealing with your own feelings. You're dealing with your own beliefs. You're dealing with your own words. You're dealing with your own actions. You're dealing with your own reactions. And there are some people who have the prosperity for instance, but they don't have a, a healthy self-image. For instance, and therefore they're not happy. They don't have satisfaction, and fulfillment. As a matter of fact, you have stars who have committed suicide, or they live, you know, lives that, um, where you know where they're, you know, they're morphing their faces, or they're doing other type of surgeries, whatever, because they have the wealth, but not a healthy self-image. What New Thought brings to the table is, in my opinion, first of all, uh, a radical change when it comes to our belief about God. You know, that God is not some person upstairs, some, you know, you know, guy up there somewhere, but actually the spiritual intelligence and activity that works in and through all of creation, including humanity. Uh, That shifts how we think about God, but it also shifts about our, our belief about ourselves, because if I believe that there's something radically right about me, instead of something horribly wrong about me, and the moment I was born, I, was, I received a toe tag to hell, unless I accept some religious belief that saves me, then my perception of myself might be I have everything, and I'm still not satisfied. So I think one of the things that we do have to be mindful of is having a healthy self-image, having self-confidence, having a sense of wholeness about yourself goes a long way in producing not only a life of prosperity, health, but also the peace, the satisfaction, and the fulfillment. And I turn it over now to either the Reverend Sherry James or the Reverend Alberta Ware.
3: <laughs> Go on, I'm, Sherry. Man, I'm, 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 I'm sitting over here like on the hot seat. Uh, first of all, I got I to gotta just crack up over toe-tag to hell. I'm going to use that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that. That's wonderful. But uh, we live in a universe of laws. And so what New Thought teaches is how to cooperate with the laws. And if you look at how God does anything, it is lavishly abundant. Uh, you, it, the, the amount of air, the number of leaves on a tree. Listen, did you know that there are 400,000 different types of beetles? Not 400,000 beetles, because in my opinion, that would have been enough for the planet. 400 different thousand types of beetles. And each creation, even though it's slightly different, each has a unique job, which also means that everything that the spirit does, it has purpose. So the spirit loves abundance. And if you cooperate with the spirit, the way the spirit works, then you get the fruit of that cooperation it's just like cooperating with the law of gravity you know if you walk off of any building or any uh, uh raised platform the gravity is going to work for you and so it's the same thing with the laws that govern money that, that you have to cooperate with those laws um I, so you know Does someone need to believe in God the way that I believe in God in order to enjoy abundance? Absolutely not. And there are plenty who don't. And they still enjoy abundance because they cooperate with the laws that govern money.
2: All right. Reverend Alberta?
4: I can't add to that.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, so, so I want
3: to, I like to be specific. I just, so so money is created by your degree of helpfulness. We spend what we have a belief that these phones and things that we have help us. And clearly they do because we're connected right now because of the, uh, a phone, right? So the, 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 the degree of helpfulness, um, the more helpful you are, the more money you bring in. And so it is your value then to the marketplace. That don't care if you believe in that I'm divine or if you believe that I'm a worm of a dust. If you create value for the marketplace, guess what? You get the dollars. So the seed of money is helpfulness. And the question you want to take into your prayer, if money is what you want to demonstrate, is how can I be helpful? And the more that you invest in what is it that I was given to be helpful to the universe with, to this generation, I have something that is for this generation, then the money flows, period. Just like gravity. I
4: I do want to add something, though, Stanley. If you look at uh, people, uh, we would say, out in the world that do not attend church, have never attended church, but they are living an abundant life they're working with the law whether it's based yeah. on money whether it's based on drugs whether it's based on uh gang hierarchy they they in in the gang there is a a a family structure and they are helping each other so that 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 theme of helping that, that Sherry has mentioned flows through all of it and you don't have to be hung up on a religion or a denomination or anything like that. The idea is that and many people are working with the law and don't realize they're working with the law. So when people get in class and they discover it, it makes it just that more uh, interesting. Sometimes it makes it more challenging. But they get to see this is how this is working in my life. This is how I can make it work better. Beautiful, okay, beautiful. well, thank
2: so, you, guys. So you, go ahead, Stanley. That was just saying thank you uh, for your comments. Well, thank, thank you, you, Stanley. Uh, and before you get off the call, just for my listeners, um, real soon I'm going to have Stanley on the call by himself. Uh, he's the uh, author of a, a, a fantastic book called Quit. When do you know – When is? It, how do you know when it's time to let a thing go, to release a thing? I don't want to drill down on it now, but Stanley and I are going to have a nice whole episode – about his book coming up really soon is something you'll want to get. And you don't have to wait for the show if you want to get his book. Is it available on Amazon.com now, Stanley? Uh, yeah, the book the book actually uh, was
5: released on Monday. So, yeah, it's, right. it's on Amazon.com.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, so Stanley Robertson, um, I recommend the book. Make sure you get it, and we'll have Stanley on later to make sure that we – drill down on it so you can get your breakthroughs and so you know when it's time to loose it and let it go. All right. God bless. Right. Thanks, right. Stanley. Thank you. Thank you. So so, you know, we have had some great conversations and, you know, we have about about 14 more minutes. I do want to give people an opportunity to call in. If anybody else wants to call in, you can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251, 3555. So, you know, you know, a lot of the conversation we've had today has been around making the demonstration and things of that nature. So I want to slightly shift. And and, uh, before I get into the next question, I want to ask again, Reverend Sherry, you know, let people know about your church, how they can find you and what you're up to. If you can do that, maybe in about two minutes, that would be great.
3: Absolutely. So, uh, Up Church, come on over to Inglewood, California. Our services are at one o'clock, six hundred West Queen Street in Inglewood, California. If you want more information on the church or what we're teaching, you can go to UpChurch.org. Uh, and then for my personal ministry, you can go to RevSherry.com. Uh, I actually am coming out with my uh, next online class. This is a private group coaching class. And I am so excited. This class is called Kick Butt, The Science of Being Unapologetically Great. And this material that I'm sharing is my personal system for what I use to walk out of a a depression and to create uh, the kind of life that I am enjoying today where I get to teach, I get to live my dream, I get to, uh, to do fun things like this on a Wednesday morning, And so uh, this is the information that I'm sharing. So I'll start uh, sharing information about the course. But if you want to just be in the loop, you can go right to RevSherry.com, R-E-V-S-H-E-R-R-I, and you can uh, put your name on the email list, and I will absolutely share the information about the course uh, when it is released.
2: All right, beautiful, beautiful. So make sure you plug in and get what you need to get out of that process. So, again, just a slight shift from what we're talking about, uh, and I wanna talk specifically about prayer and meditation. I don't have a lot of time, so I'm gonna ask you all to try to give like maybe two minute answers. Uh, when you're working with people who've never learned how to still themselves, what is the process that you use to help people understand, why? first of all, why they need to pray and meditate, and then, the process to make it happen,
3: uh, okay, I'll go first <laughs> um, so the the um, so one of the things that that we work on when we're talking about prayer is the value and the power of getting in communication with spirit, and to recognize that. God has a language just like we have a language. And that language is the language of gratitude. That language is the language of love. And so if we want to enjoy the fruit that comes from a relationship with God, we have to begin to um, speak the language of God. The, uh, the scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord, and the Lord is the law. You know, when I delight myself in, I'm, I have a five-year-old, when I delight myself in my five-year-old, I am interested in what he's interested in. You know, he loves monster trucks. Can't get enough monster trucks. Um, he is a, a super fan of Hot Wheels, the ultimate Hot Wheels garage. And I, before him, I never cared about any of those things, but because I delight myself in him, I'm finding out names of Hot Wheels cars. I learned that, and y'all, you know this Galen, probably, but, that the the cars all have individual names and the names of them are on the bottoms of the cars. Mm I never would have discovered that had I not started delighting myself in him. And so when the scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord, it's saying, get interested in what God is interested in. And so when I study the known universe, well, God is interested in abundance. God is interested in life, that even if you drive past a dry patch on the ground, uh, 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 an untended lawn, something is growing there. So God is is interested in growth. God is interested in expansion, uh, uh, abundance. I've, I've talked about just. A, I'm 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 blown away by the vastness of this universe and, and all of the, the 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 different species and the different types of species. And you know, if you if you uh, cut a, a slab of ground and pull it up, and there'd be no less than two hundred different types of mites. M-I-T-E-S, in that slab. And and each one of them would have a slightly different go- uh, job. So God is, is interested in creation because everybody has something to do that they contribute. So prayer then is beginning to get into communication with God so that you can uh, enjoy the fruit of that relationship and get clear on your own purpose. And so that Conversation for me tends to stir the interest in prayer. It said, "Yeah, God does have a purpose. So, so then what's mine? Well, the only way I can find out is that I got to get still enough and begin to talk and have conversations with this divine presence. So, I got guess it. I was—I to just, I try just to the mind, the for the
2: time's sake. I want to give Reverend Ware an opportunity. Sure. So, I wasn't trying to cut you off, but no, the, no, I, I, okay. I need her to be able to jump in.
4: Okay, I'm jumping in. The I look at uh when I'm working with people about meditation, okay, we you're using prayer and you're communicating and you're talking. But in meditation, you want to listen and allow God the opportunity to touch inside of you and and give you some answers and give you some directions and what i do is i have done this in a class and and the last time i did it one of the students said i like that can can, do you have that on a on a tape (laughs) so that i can use it and i just walk them through the basic steps of stilling the body not talking about stilling the mind just stilling the body working from their feet all the way up. with the breathing process, take a deep breath and inhale. And as you exhale, picture your feet and picture them relaxing. And I go through the whole body like that. And then when we get to the head, the seat of the of the of, of the Christ, we then can um, know that there's there's something else coming. There's something else coming, and whether it comes right away or not, it's okay. We talk about the fact that um, you don't always get the answers when you're sitting in meditation. Sometimes the answer comes uh, when you're walking down the street. But in meditation, you're focusing on the, abs- the, the aspects of God, You're not focusing on a problem or an issue. You're focusing on the aspects of God. So you say you want more love in your life. Then you focus on God as love. God's love is unlimited. There's no strings attached. When we say we love other people, we have some strings attached. I love you if you do this. If you don't do this, then I don't love you anymore. God's not like that. The presence of God, God loves us in spite of us. And so as we go through and have those conversations, all kinds of things come up in the class that people have had questions about, and now they can ask ask those questions because I make sure that they feel comfortable and know that there are no wrong questions, The the there are no dumb questions. The only ones that are dumb are the ones that are not asked and that this is a safe space so that you can ask whatever's on your mind and we can move through this process, that meditation, you're listening, and you're also looking to make that unique contact where you consciously realize that you and the Father are one and in, and connected inside and that you clearly see that and feel it. Alright,
2: so so one of the things you know, we've got about four minutes left and I want to make sure that I at least put a little bit of my own thoughts in. One of the things that I fall back on is a quote from Charles Fillmore and where he said that when he was trying to understand spirit and he was being taught by all these New Thought leaders, it wasn't called New Thought at the time, um, where he was saying people were teaching various things and he said if God is spirit and I am spirit, then we should be able to communicate. All of this is a fraud. So we start off with the basic concept that if, we, if God is spirit and I'm made in the image and likeness of God and so is all of humanity, then there is a way for us to communicate because every other sentient species can communicate with each other. Dogs can communicate with dogs. They have their way. You know, mm-hmm. it don't, doesn't make sense to us, but they have a way that they have to communicate. Cats and cows and everybody else. The other thing is we have to be mindful that we get people in contact with the truth that they already had intuitive leanings that is like, you know, my first mind said something told me mother's intuition or whatever that we already have an inner knowing intuition, uh, inner knowledge that guides and navigates life when we listen to it. Sometimes it's shouting, saying, hey, stop, don't do it. Don't trust that person. We get feelings in our bodies, et cetera, et cetera. So when people start to learn how to meditate in particular, we're teaching people how to still themselves enough, slow the mind down so they can get in tune with what already is because what our, God already is being God. God is already life, peace, love, joy, prosperity, all these good things. But we're not always in tune. And I call it, um, this is just some language that I just came up just to make up to make it make sense to myself. I call it uh, understanding the difference between active and passive. Active, the active side of working with spirit is the affirmation, the denials, the visualization. Where you're taking an active role in creating what you want to see in mind for universal law to produce. And then there's a passive side, which is to be still and know that I am God. The passive side is the meditation or uh, the visioning, as Michael Beckwith would call it, where you're sitting and you're trying to capture the divine idea that God has given you. Unity would call that sitting in the silence. So it's, it's understanding when you're being active and when you're being passive and when it's best to use both. Because there are times when I need to get control of my thought and just being still won't do it because my brain might be going crazy. That, at that time, I need to be on my regimen of denials and affirmation and visualizing, you know, speaking the word for what I desire. And then there's times when I need to be able to be still, be in tune and get clear and allow spirit to show up and show out as the answer in this experience, get in touch with that intuitive knowing. So I think it's important for us to recognize that, and this is just me speaking my own opinion, that there, are, there is an active side to working with, with prayer, Just like there's a passive side when you start working with meditation and sitting in the silence and knowing that both complement each other. It's not one over the other, but it's both. And when we work with both, it allows us to be able to create a life that works for ourselves, because now we're in tune because we're taking a conscious uh, we're making conscious choices about the direction of our lives. And we have the direction of spirit to help us do it. So if if we can get still and know, God will give us the direction and then we can take conscious. We can use the active side called prayer, affirmative prayer, as we teach it in New Thought or spiritual mind treatment to create the mental equivalent of what it is that was revealed in spirit. I look like I've talked up almost all of the time. So uh, we have about <laughs> well, uh, thirty, 30 no, seconds or forty-five seconds left. One. So Sherry, we'll just cut the call you back and have you come on the show again. I'll call you <laughs> yeah. offline because I can I can feel it all the way in Chicago that you want to jump in. I know. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but we don't have any more time. Uh, so I want to <laughs> thank both of you again, Reverend Sherry James, the senior minister at Up Church, Reverend Alberta Ware, the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute. Thank you all for coming and sharing with the audience. You know who 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 are listening to this show, and in, in, you know in multiple countries in Africa, in the Middle East, and you know all over North America, Central America, South America, Europe. I just want to say thank you for sharing your consciousness. Uh, people will be blessed by what happened today in this collective consciousness. Thank you, listeners. Yeah. I'll be with you next week with True Transforms.